Bringing your authentic self to work can be a very positive experience. In this episode, we talk to one of our MVPs who's not afraid to try new things and is reaping the rewards. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and all you curious individuals that I always say with the utmost love and respect, welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, Senior Developer Advocate, and I am joined by another Senior Developer Advocate, the posh programmer, uh-huh. Ms. Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren? You know, I'm, I'd be remiss to not mention that we're coming off a of Labor Day weekend, so I'm feeling relaxed, tan, and ready to kick off fall. So I'm glad to be here. I came off Labor Day weekend. I'm feeling dragged out and beleaguered because I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of it. I mean, you went to a convention, though, from what I remember. So I played a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. I wasn't exposed to much activity. <laughs> Well, I am tickled pink because we have a chance to talk to one of our MVPs again. This is Astrid Sapphire, Technical Lead Automation. How are you today, Astrid? I'm doing quite well, Chuck. Uh, Didn't have Labor Day, unlike uh, you lovely people in the Northern (laughs) Hemisphere, but uh, still doing quite well. It's Wednesday already for me, so I do have that advantage. You get those cool random bank holidays where you are? We do, yes. We've got the because we're still part of the whole Commonwealth and everything. We even get extra holidays coming from Britain, even though we don't have anything to do with it. So it's Ooh. quite handy sometimes. King's birthday, exactly. <laughs> we we've had lots of them. The lingering positives of the monarchy. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> Mine ha- maybe me need to remove that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Astrid, as is breakpoint tradition, before we begin, let's get to know a little bit about you. Awesome. Well, hi. So uh, my name's Astrid. I uh, use she and her pronouns, and I'm a trans woman and also the first member of the MVP group that is trans, which is kind of cool. Not the only thing in my personality, I promise, but it is really nice to sort of be able to represent um, and be part of those minorities and bring that experience. So uh, that's sort of the short version. Um, I know you've got some other leading questions, so I don't want to spoil it all in one. That's right. Well, let's begin with where you're located. Uh, So I'm located in sunny Brisbane in Australia, also known as in the future, just because we're on the other side of the date timeline, which means I have the fun where through the night, everyone does everything. And then I wake up and there's all these emails in my inbox and all these Slack messages in the morning. People love Bucket Outlook meetings with you, I bet. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. The uh, UK, US and Australia meetings, um, normally 6.30. So I'm actually leading off someone to this one in any case. Well, let's talk a little bit about work. So where were you before you joined kind of the ServiceNow like ecosystem? So a lot of my prior experience came from call center work. So I did a variety of different uh, telephony, a few different pillars. Probably my favorite part of pre-ServiceNow life would have been working for Crime Stoppers, which is Ooh. generally international. Uh, so I used to work on the phone line for Crime Stoppers here in Australia, which is a very interesting job, I can tell you, without telling you any of the details about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Is there a particular part you liked best about that job? I think it was definitely being able to affect change both for people that were calling through and obviously raising an issue, um, but also in the systems around that. I ended up being the uh, IT manager, didn't get paid for it, but the IT manager of that little centre, but also 
really improved a lot of those processes in terms of the workflow of having to write a case and then de-identify it. So it was really awesome. We may not have gotten paid for it, but you definitely earned the experience that probably transitioned you into your current line of work then, correct? Yeah, definitely. It was part of what helped, I suppose, my employer did take a bit of a leap of faith in hiring me in that first service now role. Um, but definitely it helped bring those skills over and showed that dedication to the technology as well. And so you're currently the technological lead for overall automation at your current company. Describe kind of what that entails. Awesome. Uh, so it's a lot of buzzwords. Uh, <laughs> really, the uh, with within my organization, so I work for a 15,000 strong international company. Um, we work in the travel sector, which meant that uh, COVID was a really fun time. Really fun. <laughs> and coming out of that, we've got this great pressure to do more with less where we can. Obviously, we want to get as many people back in as possible, but with IT, just don't grow. And so automation is a really pivotal part of what I have to do. So um, ServiceNow is the key is the game changer strategic partner sort of stuff, which is perfect for me. Um, but additionally, I have I work with some other tools in the RPA space, uh, other intelligent process automations as well, and even uh, log ingestion tools. Really fun thing, of course, is that all of those are in service now. Now, so I'm just slowly pushing everyone that way. I always like to hear that. That's, that's always fun for Chuck and I to hear. So it seems that there's been like kind of a consistent theme of automation and the overall, like using technology to improve the purpose of these businesses. Was there any like influence in your past that kind of led you on this path or kind of what inspired you in that direction? I think for me, it was really both that sort of call center experience and the manual processes of I've got to document this call, document this process, then change the documentation because uh, in that case, you couldn't really share information um, that could lead back to somebody. But also uh, just those slow, painful workflows. I, I just really, even moving into a service, service desk role for a ServiceNow consultancy, it was so painful and repetitive and we use this platform and we evangelize <laughs> this platform, make it better. So for me, it was just really, I don't like doing the day-to-day. -day. I still have to write emails more than I want to, but I don't like <laughs> focusing on that stuff that's lower value. So it's really about driving the value out of what people can do. Estrid, when you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, look, so I'm a fairly boring individual in my own personal opinion outside of work. Uh, I do more service now uh, because I, I really actually, as silly as it might sound, I love working with different parts of the platform. I became fascinated with Sidebar um, of all things, which is this tiny little bit of functionality, but it's so huge in its value. So um, when it's not service now, is a lot of gaming. I haven't gone for Baldur's Gate yet, only because I'm focusing on trying to complete no, my uh, you'll very never get large <laughs> pre-lead. Um, That's the reason I don't play games. <laughs> very <laughs> fair. Sucked into every one of them. <laughs> oh, very fair. Um, but apart from that, I have two wonderful cats, so I mostly get scratched at a lot. Um, and also, I uh, do a lot of bushwalking, trying to spend more and more time with my fiance, even though they don't like bushwalking because there's too many leeches. Oh, gosh. Living in Texas, I've had to adapt to slightly more creepy wildlife, but we can't hold a candle to y'all in Australia. 
I promise not everything over here wants to kill you. It's just about 90%. Um, mostly it's people <laughs> manage to do themselves into trouble before the animals get there. We have a saying in Arizona, if it if it doesn't sting you, bite you, or poke you, it's a rock. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of live in inhospitable uh, areas of the biome, don't we? <laughs> different thing. We don't have, exactly. you know, deer ticks to give you Lyme disease here, but, you know, every place has its own special thing. Definitely. I mean, hoop snakes and drop bears, those aren't real things, but I, I can't help but say them. Drop bears are koalas. I do know that one. Yes. <laughs> what um, are hoop snakes? What's that a meme for? Uh, so it's the Australian malarkey or making, um, making up something. There's no such thing as a hoop snake, but the concept is that it's a snake that drops down from a tree and uh, constricts around you. Um, because Australians think it's really funny to terrorize foreigners with our life, uh, wildlife. So it's not too hard. I've seen some of those pictures. I'm like, what? That existed. That's not from like a movie. <laughs> Which is why it's so easy to do because True. you just got this. <laughs> it's nefarious. Yeah. It's not like a jackal. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, speaking of kind of uh, fun stories in that regard, one question that we've kind of pivoted to asking our guests is tell us a story of something that you did that you thought you would maybe get fired for. Um, that's something that we were talking about internally. We're like, that's a really good question for our guests and everyone's got one. So does one come to mind for you as well? I wish I could say only one came to mind, <laughs> not for my current employer. Um, but one of my favorite stories, uh, I was working with just done a big implementation of a custom application um, just on the cusp of AES coming in. I really wish it had beat me to the punch there. It would have made my life so much easier. But um, we had migrated this customer off Showell uh, onto ServiceNow, and we had to migrate their process live. Um, lo long story short, one of my fellow developers, um, I had missed a condition in a notification where you don't set changes to, you set uh, well, you need to set changes too, but they set is. And so what happened was they were writing to the record, which sent an email that wrote to the record, that sent an email that wrote to the record. Awesome! We sent about 3,000 emails in half an hour. Uh, <laughs> and then in trying to fix that, I did a cardinal sin uh, and cleared some uh, journal field values as well as uh, sysaudit lines and syshistory lines. and took down a node twice opening that record <laughs> because it turns out that if you take away what the activity formatter wants to see, it will do what we call a, uh, uh, what is it? Expansion attack, that, lo that lol attack where it effectively opens itself infinitely because it can't find the object it's tried to put <laughs> in there, uh, which runs out of memory on the node, takes down the node, that customer was only on two nodes to begin with, and I opened it on one, and then I opened it on the other, so took down their production <laughs> platform. We uh, sealed off that record, let's say, and uh, created a copy going forward. I feel like so many of these stories revolve around, like, infinite loops of stuff, don't you think, Chuck? <laughs> like, so oh, many of them. <laughs> you are the first person we've asked this question to on this podcast. Great launch. I love it. Love to see it. Speaking of love... I want to know what you are passionate about on the ServiceNow platform. Uh, how much time have you got? Uh, honestly, I 
have so much to to talk about there. So I came in and the first project I was put on was uh, an ITOM project, namely rolling out discovery and service mapping. Uh, and I just loved the ability to put in a mid-server and discover the world. Uh, it was really exciting to go from sorry to steal the line from Hercules, but zero to hero, um, to really pick up so much information and help an organization that had no clue what they had. They just had a third party implement their technology and didn't know what they had. So it was really a fascinating part of the platform. And thankfully, even at my current company, I get to work with tools like that. So um, in addition to that, I mean, working with any part of the platform. I just love discovering them. I mean, proactive triggers at the moment are one of my favorite things because I just want our users to get in and get out. I love the service portal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Employee Center is great, but they don't want to be on there. If they're coming to us, they want to get away. They just want to do something and then get back to their work. And so all, all of these sort of miniature efficiencies build up all together. And it's really awesome to connect the dots there. Is there anything that you haven't explored yet that you'd like to look into? Oh, definitely. So I, I suppose I talked a little bit about how I really like to help um, people and improve their lives. Something I'd really love to work with is the healthcare and life sciences uh, section of the platform. Uh, so I worked for um, uh, contracts where I helped out hospitals and hospital organizations. And I think understanding that module and that space is something that would be really exciting for me, but a little bit hard to sell to a travel company. Astrid, is there something on the platform that you would like to see changed or improved? Ooh, that's a really good one. I can't say Polaris parity with core with UI 16. Um, uh, look, I, I think something I'd like to see changed or improved in the platform uh, is definitely wholeness of feature sets. I, I understand the scale of the organization. It's really awesome to see so much coming at the same time. Um, I think it's just sometimes I go and I roll out a, let's say, a new workspace to, to a set of users and they're like, you can do it in this workspace, but not in that workspace. So I think something, and I, I fill these gaps at my org and I'm more than happy with that, of course, but it it is just really nice to be able to have that consistency of view. But uh, so pivoting back to something that you mentioned earlier on in our discussion, you currently work in the Southern Hemisphere and a lot of stuff that ServiceNow as a company does is in the Northern Hemisphere. So one thing, I work a lot with APJ and I always like to ask y'all, what is your experience with like with that that relationship? Or is there anything that you think that we could do better to better assist people that are on the other side of the globe? I, I think this is... A very interesting question to unpack because uh, I, I live in Australia and I don't want to sell the experience of APJ beyond where I am. I know that um, the environments and the cultures in different current countries rather can be very different. And you've got places like Singapore and India doing amazing work in terms of uh, ServiceNow and the ServiceNow ecosystem. Something for me for sure, though, is just I, I suppose it sometimes feels like an afterthought of engagement. And so it's where I try, where I'm going to different events and very keen for World Forum coming up, um, is to try and make sure that we engage and we bring different people 
into the conversations. And obviously it's quite difficult. Um, I was very lucky to meet Chuck for the first time when he was flown over just post-COVID uh, in the uh, split four uh, knowledges. Um, and I think being able to bring people around the world in order to make ServiceNow more than just, they sit in Santa Clara, it's actually right here in front of you. I think that is really quite powerful to help with that engagement, even though sometimes, particularly in Australia, I find that you need to knock a lot of doors to drag people out of their comfort zone into those engaged environments as well. Chuck even got an extended stay in Australia from what I remember when he got to go. Oh, shut up. (laughs) He may have gotten locked in the country for a couple of weeks. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's a recommended style of uh, extended stay, but I do recall that on Slack. It wasn't like I was out seeing the countryside either. (laughs) COVID hotels, they're great. Yeah, they're just great. Well, Astrid, I do want to call out that you are a ServiceNow MVP. What did you do to achieve that status? Um, Great question. Really, the thing with the MVP program, if you're not aware, and obviously yourselves on the call, but the broader community listening in, uh, the MVP program, being a 2023 MVP, reflects my efforts done in 2022. Uh, So it is always that rolling back. It's not saying that I'm not doing anything this year, um, but definitely um, what that led to. So last year, I had been sort of floating around the community, going in, answering some questions, all of that. Um, But I really sort of, I had a month of, I don't want to call it a sabbatical, but a, a month off and a month to reflect and consider what was important to me. And something that was important to me was the platform I was working on in my career. So I uh, went into work, uh, the Hacktoberfest and uh, the Dev Advocate Program was an awesome Hacktoberfest um, sort of in event and environment, particularly in that SN Dev Slack. Uh, so that was a big thing that I committed to. I um, brought people into that environment. I did a lot of coding in that time, which was very fun. And uh, get to see stuff that I built used beyond just the corporate experience, which is awesome. Um, but also writing blogs about both my experience and about technology within the platform, uh, sharing with different content, even getting involved in some of the live coding happy hour and other calls. Um, we did prank Earl, uh, Earl Duquet, as you might recall, um, with Earl Appreciation <laughs> Day and all of those sort of things. So was really getting involved in the community, reaching out and bringing more people in is what I did. Awesome. What does it mean to you to be an MVP? It is a title that for me means giving more back to the community. I, I for, for me, being a developer MVP isn't a chance for me to sit on my laurels. I mean, I'd love to, but that's not um, going to be helpful for anyone. So for me, it's continuing to share my experience, share my knowledge, and learn from others as well. So being an MVP, you get some pretty cool perks, I've got to say, and uh, can't speak about most of them, uh, NDA, but uh, it is really really quite an awesome engagement and sort of lends a little bit closer to the surface. Uh, And to be able to work with this incredibly dedicated group of other developer MVPs, the dev advocates, uh, and different product managers and product owners within uh, the ServiceNow ecosystem. So being an MVP really means taking 
the learnings and the growth I can take out of that and sharing that back some more and uh, getting to do some pretty cool stuff in the process. You're being a bit overly humble as well, because I'll be the one to to brag about some of your achievements from the past year. So this will be 2023 stuff. Not only did you speak at Knowledge, but you also won the hackathon. So that's worth mentioning as well, I would say. <laughs> oh, definitely. I was uh, trying not to get too quickly into those, but it, it was something really cool for the MVP group this year is we were actually part of, if you got to go to Knowledge 23, um, it was really awesome event, Knowledge 24 coming up next year. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I'm doing a little thing called getting married, so I can't. Uh, Fair enough. Congratulations. <laughs> well, who planned yes. that date? Come on. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, it was me, but I can't convince my fiance that a Vegas wedding would be better. I've been trying, I promise. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, we could have our first Knowledge wedding. Exactly. It would be brilliant. Uh, Izzy doesn't seem as much of a fan, though. Um, but uh, we were part of the Knowledge 2023 um, game. So if you were there at the event, you had to go around and scan different things, and you actually had to go and scan some MVPs, <laughs> just go and find one of us and engage with us. And it was really nice meeting more of the community with that. And yes, getting to speak at it, which is absolutely incredible. My idea didn't go through, but I got to speak on a panel, and that was honestly even better. Um, and winning the hackathon, I... That was so cool. Just that entire event, uh, this whole sectioned off. Everyone else had left the environment. It was just all of these people head down. I'm not going to say the other bit up. Uh, and they, it, it was really awesome to be about that much passion. And then to see photos of Earl at 2am still checking and going through the different applications. That was a truly momentous effort. Well, one thing I want, and if I wanted to bring this back to, is something that you said mattered a lot to you was was showcasing your representation as well in the developer community as a whole and in the MVP community. So you said that very close to your heart was a lot of the like involvement and belonging groups that you were part of. So, uh, what would you like to speak about to how how those have meant to you? Awesome. So I suppose just to give a bit of a prelude to this, um, if people aren't familiar or have heard the terms but not sure. Uh, so the concept of a belonging group is a group centered around a specific identity. Um, now, a lot of employers will start to set up um, EBGs or employee belonging groups. There's some other terms for that as well. ServiceNow, I think you're up to about nine. Uh, women at ServiceNow, um, Pride at Now, that Pride at ServiceNow, and a few of those different ones as well. Uh but beyond that, and something I've been passionate about from first entering the ecosystem is there are certain aspects of being an identity that's a little bit left of that center or a little bit right, um, is that it is sometimes a little bit hard to share about your experience and your engagement um, in environments where there are there is domination by a certain voice or by certain uh, archetypes. Now, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with those, but it is sometimes really nice to be able to have a space to share and support each other and help work through some of those different things. Um, so something I wanted to do is start a belonging group before the community, so one within uh, the broader ServiceNow ecosystem in this case. And uh, I'm sure uh, yourselves on uh, the podcast are familiar with Maria Gabriela Ochoa Perez Vector, 
Good oh, job. Gosh, that's hard to get out in one. Uh, <laughs> a plus. Uh, and uh, Gabby, uh, as as I often refer to her, Maria Gabriella reached out and asked about if I'd want to be involved in a program that she was starting, built off Women Now, the um, organization that had already been spun up for women within the ServiceNow ecosystem uh, to go more broadly. And so uh, we recently launched these on the ServiceNow community um, through the community forum environment. And so we've got uh, Women Now, they get to keep their name. Uh, We've got ServiceNow Pride belonging group and we've also got service now for the culture belonging group and so it's these really awesome spaces and really awesome to see people engaged at knowledge we had these small little meetups and uh there was about we were all shocked we were like there's going to be five people turn up and that's all right but we've got this space <laughs> over here anyway and uh we asked mark obi really nicely and he said yes but um we ended up uh with i think it would have been roughly 150 like filling out that meetup sec- meet pavilion section uh, for each of those groups and e- people just loving seeing themselves in someone else there it was probably the highlight of this year for me and particularly of knowledge was somebody coming up to me and saying thank you for just being me. Like, I don't have a choice, but it is really <laughs> nice to be visible and outgoing so that people can see that. That's really the purpose of that groups. And as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about them. As you should be. I think you've led such a meaningful charge in that direction. And we will be sure to have all the links to those groups in the show notes for this episode as well. So if you're listening, check out those if you'd like to join and participate in those communities as well. Astrid, what would you say is the highlight of your career so far? I assume there's a lot of lot more mileage on this car left to go. Oh, definitely. I I really hope so in any case. Uh, So the (laughs) highlight uh, of my career so far, it's a very interesting question. It is probably Knowledge23. So I have worked for a few incredible organizations, but going to Knowledge2023 was my first time overseas. Um, It was my first time to the Northern Hemisphere. It was my first time around that sort of environment. And so really the highlight of my career was being able to go there as an MVP and speaking as an MVP and part of that environment and to win the hackathon. Uh, That's currently the highlight. I hope there's many more to come. I am very excited for the years to come. 2025 knowledge uh, will definitely be there. Um, uh, Bow tie on perhaps even. Um, But (laughs) I'll, uh, I'm very excited for what's coming next, but I haven't had as much of a career yet. I'm only 27 so far, so there's so much more to come. Now, I know that you had kind of you had kind of already mentioned the next big life event on your horizon, but my little question I have jotted down to end today is, well, what's on? What's next for Astrid? Uh, look, uh, you you've alluded to it quite well. Um, so. Obviously, getting married is a huge thing for me. Uh, May next year, very excited for that. Um, I have been trying to get people from the Americas to come, but then they'd have to fly back as knowledge starts, and I wouldn't do that to them. <laughs> but uh, it that is one of the key things coming up. But more from a career perspective, it's really building more. So a lot of uh, my role, in addition to this technical leadership, governing sort of engineering uh, role, is moving more into 
solution architecture. So uh, I joke that my title really should be the automation team lead and architect because that's ATLA, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, oh my <laughs> but, gosh. <laughs> uh, the in, in addition to that, so it's moving into that solution architecture space and really driving that home and hopefully getting a CTA and a CMA in the future. Bit harder as a customer than it is as a partner because you don't really count your points as much. Um, but definitely in addition to that, and this one doesn't have to go in, but working for ServiceNow is one of the other key things that I'm moving for next. All right, as we come to a close, what words of advice do you have for new developers that are listening to this? Look, I, I suppose unpick everything. One of the things that really brought me into the ServiceNow ecosystem, it's something that was really quite fun. Uh, when I was working on that service desk for ServiceNow, had a customer who had taken field service management and made it unrecognizable. Um, and so for me, it was the learning of digging through script include after script include and business rules and uh, workflows that have been customized to high heaven, whether or not it's customized, digging into those spaces, digging into what ServiceNow has done, they leave a lot of it visible so you can make those changes, but also so you can learn. There is stuff behind the proverbial curtain uh, into Java land, but if you want to go into Java land, you've gone too far. Um, it is really such an incredible broad platform find something go and dig and learn something interesting it's not bad to learn what ServiceNow's done because those practices and paradigms they use are at such a global scale that taking and learning those yourself will set you up for the future thank you for joining us today it's been awesome talking to you before we leave can you let the listener know how they can get in touch with you Definitely. So uh, the best place to get in touch with me and find all my different links and wonderfulness uh, is sapphirenow.dev. Uh, it's my own little website there. It's where I post my blogs, but also has my LinkedIn email and the like. Um, additionally, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Astrid Sapphire, um, but if I'm not, I'm definitely the most colorful one and the one that mentions service now. Thank you very much. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget, there are other ServiceNow podcasts to check out. I think we're up to 16 of them or so. It's crazy. You can find those all at the community. Damn. Uh, ServiceNow.com slash community is where you go to get that. Look under the events menu. You'll see them there. You can also go to devlink.sn slash podcast. You can subscribe to this and any of those for totally free. Get them automatically delivered to you so you never, ever miss an episode. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producers would be me and Lauren. Video and captions are Earl Duque's responsibility. And if you want to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, we invite you to head over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much, Astrid. It has been a treat to talk to you, and I hope we can see you in person again soon. Woo! Looking forward to it. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Ready to begin? Ready as always. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious invid. Here we go again.
Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, mute and phone. curious. Into it's okay, Lauren, because we're on separate tracks. Remember, I can always mute you. You'd be going, hi, and I have to still be able to talk through that. Who was I talking to? My daughter, my sister, somebody close to me recently. It was me. See, you're like family. Pardon me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm tired. It's time to go to sleep. That's so weird. Well, that's the way I always do it. That's the way I thought it was fun best. Chark, 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 chark. Let's pretend that I just said something witty. I've erased all vendors from my brain except ServiceNow. Pretty much. Open ServiceNow. Get a PDI. That's our line! What question are we on? Oh, I got, I got, I got, I lost track. Do we want to even ask this? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. All of us are like, what can we say? What can we say? <laughs> the coup de gras.